Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I'm very excited because I have a very special guest as a new a new company that I haven't heard of until a couple of months ago. So I'm super excited to speak with Mark Hostowski. He's the founder of Minoan, which is a platform for hosts to purchase furniture and amenities at a 30 to 60% discount. And also platform allows hosts to make these items and amenities shoppable to the guests and earn a commission. So it's a, it's a really, really cool company. So I'm excited to, to dive into it. Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Jasper. Awesome, man. Well, uh, let's start at the at the very start. Like, how did you come up with the idea of uh, Minoan? Yeah, so I was working in retail. So I was an early employee at a company called Jet.com, which was an e-commerce marketplace in the US, right outside of New York City. That company basically grew from $0 a month when I joined to doing $80 million a month within 10 months. Founders sold that business to Walmart. I spent time working at Walmart and basically realized that the best product experiences don't happen on screens the way they do in e-commerce. And they don't happen on shelves and aisles the way they do at a Walmart or a Target. The best product experiences happen in the wild in moments of use. Like, for example, it's much better to, if you're a coffee aficionado, it's much better to brew a cup of coffee and taste the beans than it is to like scroll through pictures on <laughs> Amazon or even in a grocery store, like looking at what looking at different bags of beans look like. And, and that's true of any product that exists in the physical world. It's better to sleep on a mattress. It's better to ride a Peloton bike. It's better to listen to a speaker system with music that you like without having a salesperson over your shoulder. And so I basically realized, I was like, man, like, even though 99% of retail happens on screen or shelves, like those aren't where the real moments are. The real moments are in these sort of native settings. And I had my own experience basically staying in a short-term rental in upstate New York where it all really clicked. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, these brands are spending all this money, paying all this money to Facebook and Google to like try and create meaningful moments, you know, like have a pop-up on Instagram or something pop up. They're spending a ton of money there. 
And yet I'm here having very rich interactions with, you know, Cuisinart products, Casper mattresses, Nork silverware. And I just realized that like basically hosts have a lot of value in this attention economy and they're not getting credit for it. And a lot of hosts aren't really thinking about that in how they manage their business. And if you do think about that and you understand sort of the value, again, the companies that have a monopoly on the attention economy, Facebook and Google are printing tens of billions of dollars in profits every quarter. And so if you start to realize the value of the attention you have in these units, the value of the curation and the products you put in these units and what that's worth to your suppliers, it can totally change the economics of your mm. business. And so that's why we started Minoan because we realized that doing this the right way, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and so we wanted to build a platform that was easy to use. Hosts could save a bunch of money and earn commissions without adding work to their plate. Cause there's already, I mean, dealing with guests is enough of a challenge and there's lots of ways we can use technology to make this part easier. So that's sort mm-hmm. of, that's sort of the story and how we got into this. Yeah. And- I remember when I first started hosting Amsterdam, I had a really cool orange smack fridge. Do you you know those fridges? Yeah, those are great. Wow. Yeah, those those aren't cheap. You really, you got some good stuff in there. (laughs) But you know, the thing is like most fridges are so ugly. Yeah. Right? And and, and smack fridges are one of the few fridges that that actually look good. They're like, you know, designed. Right. So I, I thought it was worth spending a little bit more to have like a beautiful fridge, especially because my kitchen was in my living room. So I was basically looking at that fridge every single day. Yeah. And so I, I purchased it and I had a lot of guests who stayed in my apartment throughout the years reach out to me and say, like, hey, man, I, I really love your fridge. I think I might buy one too. Right. So I never, the concept, what you're explaining, what you're explaining makes complete sense. That never came to my mind. I, I was always just thinking, okay, yeah, that's cool. You know, like inspired yeah. somebody to buy a beautiful fridge. But yeah, it makes total sense. Like the essentially like these, all these brands, like they get free exposure, right? When we put their, those units and those things in our apartments, right? But not, nothing's really, no one really does anything with it. No, and that's where like, let's use this example. So for that fridge, Smeg is not cheap. So that was probably a good investment that you made. Did you pay full retail for that? I, I don't know if you got a deal yeah. with Smack here. So you paid full no, retail. Paid, paid full retail for sure, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned there's lots of guests who said they wanted to go and buy the fridge. of the co- so, so our whole model is, you know, we'll go out to Smag, we negotiate a discount so that you can save between 30 and 60%. And then the commissions on the back end sort of, help offset the initial cost. So if you're getting, just to make the numbers easy, if you're getting 50% off and you earn a 10% commission off retail every time someone purchases that fridge, theoretically, by the time the fifth person has purchased that fridge, that item is already paid for itself. It's it's actually mm-hmm. now a, a, a revenue generating. I mean, after that fifth one, it's actually profit creative to the, to the listing. Yeah. And so we want to help hosts make those investments in a financially savvy way where they can recoup it back. Because you're right. I mean, if your kitchen's in the living room, that's like a centerpiece, right? Then that's a smart way of approaching design, up-leveling the fridge. And yeah, we just want to make sure that 
you get credit for that. Because when we are talking to brands, we're like, listen, these hosts in our community, they're not just customers of yours for you to make money off of. They're marketing partners. And so Mm -hmm. that has a little bit of a different of an economic relationship. And so you need to give them really good discounts to try and get distribution, get your products in these properties. And when they're creating a moment of inspiration where a guest wants to purchase something, you need to pay them just like you pay influencers, just like you pay anyone on affiliates. And so, yeah, we're really passionate about bringing that to life and have gotten really passionate about working with hosts. I mean, there's lots of people who are curating such cool euphoric experiences where it's like, man, these are four-walled influencers. They really are. And I want to make sure they get treated like that. Yeah. You mentioned something before we started talking. You mentioned something how how important it is for hosts to put a lot of thought into design. Right. And I think that's a really good point. Like that's I think that's becoming more and more important. You know, like I read I read this sentence saying that experiential experiential travel is going to outpace just lodging. Right, like we're no longer just renting out a space. We're we're creating experiences for people, and I think the hosts who really understand that, I think those that are hosts are going to be successful in the in the future. So that ties really well into you know what what you guys are doing, where it's like okay, let's not just buy some furniture or let's not just buy a fridge, you know, let's really think about like how can we design our unit in a way that the that our guests are going to feel good and they're going to have a have a great experience. And then if they have a great experience, that's going to also increase the likelihood that they'd be interested in purchasing some of those those items, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It can create a flywheel for your business. You can charge a higher ADR if you do it the right way. It should help drive occupancy. People like, you know, it should be reflected in your reviews of people saying that they really like the experience. If it's a euphoric environment where people are like, this is incredible. Wow, this is great. I mean, the brain, I spend a lot of time looking at psychological research around purchasing and retail. And so when you're in these euphoric environments, like your brain is already wired for you to start wanting to buy stuff and bring it back in, particularly when it's in your space. Like when they've come and rented that property, you have a little bit more psychological ownership. Like when they sleep on that bed, they're saying my bed. They're like, oh, this is my, they're not saying my host bed, it's my bed. And so these little like, I don't want to get too nerdy here, but these little changes are really fascinating and interesting, and they have big impacts on conversion, willingness to pay, brand recall. And so it's really important. And you're right. It all originates with this sort of designing intentionally, designing for these moments and designing for unique experiences, Yeah, which which Airbnb as a platform also is now rewarding. (laughs) more. I mean, you see it, how they're ranking search, like clearly they're pushing some of these unique experiences more. So, Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's something that Brian Chesky has always talked about, right? I mean, he is, he has a design background himself yeah, as well. Right. So, you know, another, another couple of things come to mind, actually, like I've stayed at some hotels in the last couple of years where, where you could buy the things that they have in the rooms and I stayed at this one hotel. I don't know if you know it, Citizen M. Have you heard of that hotel? Yeah, I'm, I haven't stayed there, but I've heard of the name. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, it's a very modern 
hotel. Well, what's crazy to me when it comes to hotels is that 95% of hotels, the experience that you have as a guest, it's, it's exactly the same as like 100 years ago. Yeah. Right? You, you roll up to reception, you stand in line, you fill out a form, you get a key, you, you walk into your room, you open the door and, you know, there's a bat, there's an old school most hotels still have these old school phones with a wire yeah. that goes into the wall. And I mean, young people probably don't even know what those things are. Right. Yeah. They're <laughs> deep almost at this point. <laughs> but you know what I, what I remember is I would stay at the citizen M a hotel at Amsterdam airport before, before I fly back to, to Panama where I live because it's right at the airport. So I don't have to get up so early and I, I don't risk like, you know, getting stuck in traffic or, train that's delayed and missing my flight. And the Citizen M Hotel, they have, they call their guests citizens, which is also very powerful, I think, to create like a sense of community amongst your 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 guests, right? And they have like little mascots. And my girlfriend just fell in love with the with the mascot that was in our room. And so she wanted, and they usually sell them. This was during COVID. So they weren't selling anything because of COVID. Oh. But because my girlfriend loved it so much, they actually gave her one for free. They actually let her keep the one that was in our room. So she still have it and, and she loves it. She loves that yeah. thing. So it really solidifies in my mind of like the, to your point, when you're experiencing and you, you call, uh, you described it really well. You said it's a native, it's a native experience. Yeah. What, you know, versus just looking at the screen on Amazon or something like that. That's when you really build a connection with the, you know, with the item that you're, that you have that experience with. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's really smart. I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity. I'm also kind of blown away by the, the amount of discounts that you guys are able to offer. It just tells me how much money these companies spent on marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot spent. It's hard to acquire customers right now in retail but generally i mean everywhere like it's it's hard to acquire customers we are just bombarded by ads all the time and so there's a significant amount of money that is allocated towards acquiring customers and getting them to buy <laughs> stuff and our whole offer is to these brands is like hey take that money to the host in the form of a discount like why not? It's the same. I mean, it's the same. It's actually better economics than going to Facebook and Google because you still get revenue and then it's, and then you're getting revenue continuously when guests buying stuff. It's a more symbiotic relationship. Yeah. I love the story you shared with Citizen M because there's another element of this that's really powerful from a host perspective or a hospitality professional perspective is that, you know, Citizen M now, depending on where that mascot is in, you know, your, your place, they now have real estate in your home. They now have something that every time you walk by it, every time you see it, you think of them and you think fondly of what they did for you. And so this concept of souvenirs, you know, being able to say, you know, if someone, a guest comes over and they're like, oh, I love your coffee machine. Oh, we love it. We actually stayed at this rental property. It was the best coffee machine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also really, really powerful. And there's so... There's a lot of benefits in viewing your property and viewing your space in this way. Some of them are direct. Some of them are sort of indirect halo effects, but it's all things that we're really designing around and curating around. And this idea of souvenirs, there's another thing we're looking at right now internally of like, how do we help hosts create like swag? 
like t-shirts with the logo, hats with the logo, coasters with the logo? How do we really help them solidify their brand and get more of these souvenirs out, you know, in the wild to drive repeat businesses and build loyalty? And so there's lots of sort of elements of this. Yeah. I want to go for the experience of signing up with, with Minoan as a as a host and kind of the opportunities that are there and how it works. So can you describe the process? I'm sure there's li- people listening right now who are thinking, hey, this sounds really interesting. What does that process look like? Yeah, so we have a, an application flow. We're free. It's a free platform for hosts, but you do have to apply. So if you go to minoanexperience.com, you click join us, we ask you a little more information about your listing, sort of your approach to hosting, what you're interested in getting out of Minoan. Is it a full, are you furnishing from scratch? Are you redoing a part of your listing? Are you more interested in the shoppable side? And basically what we're looking for in that application is hosts that take their properties seriously and think about design. It doesn't mean every property needs to be a four seasons, but like they're being intentional about how they curate their spaces Mm -hmm. and they want to sort of create these euphoric environments. Once people are approved, they have access to the portal so they can scroll through and see 200 brands. We're only in the US right now, unfortunately, but we are planning on moving up and down Canada, Mexico, and then over to Europe. I think Europe is a perfect, like, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but when we start to look at Europe, there's going to be a lot more integration we'll look at at the local level, like bringing in local suppliers and vendors, like brands that are made in Amsterdam and helping them get into Amsterdam rentals. But yeah, so they have access to all these brands. They can check out, say between 30 and 60%, check out in one place, see tracking in one place. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to go back between 10 emails to be like, what does the sofa get here? When does the lamp get here? What about mm. soap and shampoo? It's just a consolidated, it's like Amazon, basically. Like all, the things that Amazon have done to make ordering so easy on the consumer side, we're trying to do that for businesses, specifically hosts. Yeah. And then we can pipe those products once you purchase them into a shoppable experience. We can send you this sort of like powder coated stand. We'll make these cut cards for you that you can set up in the property that say found something you like, scan this code to shop the space. Again, it's tasteful. It's not like in your face. We're not hanging price yeah. tags. Things. It's very subtle. And that's how it um that's how it all works. And if you're listening to this and you want to see what it looks like, let's go to YouTube. Get paid for your pad on YouTube, so you can you can actually see what Mark is showing here. But it's essentially it's a little it's a yeah it's like a little display, right, with a QR code that people can use their phone, scan the QR yeah. code, and you go straight to the shop where where they will be able to purchase all the all the all the stuff that's in the home, right? Exactly. Yeah, you said you guys work with two hundred brands. Like, what are some of the most well known brands that you work with? We work with Crate and Barrel. Pottery Barn, West Elm, Wayfair. I mean, a lot of furniture brands. Article, they make great products. Lulu in Georgia. In cookware, we work with OXO. We work with Caraway, which makes really nice design-centric ceramic cookware. We work with, man, all sorts of like JBL speakers. We work with Parachute for linens and bedding. We work with Serta Simmons. We work with Casper. We work with Purple. Yeah, I won't keep going. A lot of like very recognizable brands, particularly in the in the in the US. Some of these brands do have international and international presence, but yeah. And it's remember, everything. No, I was just gonna say when I lived in Chicago, I remember I used to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we don't work with them, but that's a good, that's a good, they're like a bath and home goods retailer. Yeah. But I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to understand is if I have an empty home, right? I buy a home, there's nothing in there. Can I order any, everything I need yeah, to the, furnish the entire home for, for your brands? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you're furnishing, one thing that blew my mind when we were starting to do this and we were working with hosts is realizing how many items you have to buy when you're furnishing from scratch. It's like 150 yeah. things. It's crazy. Yeah. Like even just the kitchen, one room, it's like plates, silverware, bowls, mugs, glassware, appliances, spatulas, colanders, salt shakers, pepper shakers. There's so much stuff. And then you go room by room and it's like, man, there's a lot of crap that you need to buy. And so we have partners that cover pretty much the gamut. There's, I'd say right now we have a gap that we're closing shortly in smart locks. So we've heard a lot about from hosts Mm -hmm. who they really want a a good smart lock brand. And there's lots of smart lock brands that are like, we would love to have our locks being the locks that people use and then being able to say, Hey, if you like this, you know, you can buy it for your home. So that's one category where we're working on something right now that we hope to announce in the next couple of weeks. And then the other category, the, the other category where we're, we're like, sorry, like you have to find stuff on your own is like the smoke detectors and fire extinguishers and stuff like that. But, right. but we hope to fill that, but everything else, I mean, everything you would need to make a room look nice and make a house livable we have covered probably three times over. There's probably at least three brands. Uh, <laughs> and in furniture, it's more like 20, 25. So there's lots of options. Oh yeah. Okay. That's awesome, man. What what are some other things that you know people need to know if they're interested in working with you guys? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else people would need to know. It, it's all about just making the purchasing and furnishing process a lot easier. I mean, there's certain like tips that we really, we really focus on. Like there are certain places where you should invest in nice stuff and certain places where it's sort of like, Hey, just, just, it's okay to sort of focus on costs here and just get something on the cheaper side. And so what we really focus on is anywhere where someone's sitting, sleeping or eating is worth an investment. So the bedding, the main couches, the kitchen table, like those are really mm-hmm. worth, it doesn't mean you need to spend an arm and a leg, but like, don't go and just buy the cheapest thing there. We also, you know, we have a lot of hosts who do, who find stuff on like Facebook marketplace or secondhand, which we incur. I mean, we encourage that. I think don't do that for your whole property because it's hard to create a consistent look and feel like, but for staple pieces, I think we love that. Like if someone finds something, some cool local thing that's secondhand that could be sort of a centerpiece we're not of the mindset, like you need to buy everything through Minot. And it's like, no, like you should go and find stuff that makes, that makes sense and makes the property unique, but you should be really thoughtful about weaving the consistency of a look and feel throughout the property. And so think about sort of like the artwork, how does the artwork work with what's in the room and stuff like that. I think some other tips I can share is there's a big difference in like glassware and ceramics, like from sturdy to not sturdy. And so sometimes people will just like go to Target and just buy like the cheapest plates or bowls they can. And it's like, they're replacing them every week, you know? And so (laughs) we we've gone out, we work called Fable, which makes really high quality stuff. Our, Our place, which makes pots and pans, and then also has like 
glassware and, and plates and mugs that have been that have been tested, like drop tested at 20 feet. So they're literally oh, wow. dropping these from 20 feet. And they're designed in a way where it's like these things are tough to break. You know, someone's breaking this thing. They're mm. <laughs> there's some bad intent. They were spiking it on the ground. And is it a little bit more expensive? Yeah, it is, but it's gonna freaking last for way longer. And it also looks really good. It looks like incredibly mm. high end. And so yeah, I think that what I would say is furnishing a, a, a rental is sort of this fun mix of like a form of self-expression where it's your property and you want it to make, you want to put your own stamp on it, make it feel like yours, but it's also like business investments. And so thinking mm-hmm. about the fabrics, like looking at specific fabrics, like we work with brand furniture brands where like you can take the sheet, the pillow cushions off and wash them. So if there's a stain or something goes wrong, it's really easy to fix. There's commercial grade fabrics, which are like really, really, you know, you could spill wine on these things and and they don't show it. That gets a little more expensive. But I think being really intentional about balancing your own form of personal expression, which it should be, that's what hospitality is all about. And that's also where the industry is moving. I mean, you talked a little bit about how hospitality hasn't changed in a hundred years. The fastest growing segment in hospitality is the boutique space where there's an extreme form of self-expression. There's like a really tailored, unique experience. And so I'd encourage people mm-hmm. to lean into that. But also remember that, that this is an investment. This thing needs to cash flow. The investment in furniture, investing in stuff that lasts longer is worth doing. And if you layer in the shoppable end, it, it, like a shoppable component where you can earn commissions, like ideally every single thing in the property, by the time it needs to be replaced, has actually generated some profit. Yeah. Um, so that would be that would be really nice. I like the idea of having those unbreakable bowls because not only it's not just the cost of replacing it, it's also it's also the effort, right? Especially if you're if you're growing and you're managing multiple multiple listings, every action that you can save yourself or a maintenance person or a cleaner is you know saves money in the end. It's the one thing that we've seen has been the biggest challenge for folks who scale quickly. Like, I mean, you know this, you've been doing this for, for a while, but the, the, one of the important things to go from one to many or to scale is about building systems, <laughs> you know, a system for pricing, a system for cleanings, a system for managing guest communications, a system for working with the OTAs. There's always been a big gap in a system for ordering stuff for the mm-hmm. property. And so they're the, the best systems that we see are just people who track it in Google Sheets, you know, and, and have housekeeping ordering stuff. But we can help you create a system for ordering where if someone does trash a throw pillow and you're like, I got to get a new one. It's like, you can just go to my own and be like, yep, that's my, that's the one I bought. Reorder, boom, it'll just show up in a right. week. And also in what we're working on now is sort of some of the smart replenishment stuff. So looking at, okay, how many ounces of soap or shampoo does a guest use a day? How many ounces have you purchased? How What's a three month supply look like? What's a five month supply look like, when should we nudge you and be like, Hey, you, based on our math, you should be running out in the next month. It's probably worth stocking up. Like we want to make this stuff just mindless. You know, it's like, you don't even have to think about reordering or thinking about this stuff. Cause Minoan has all the pipes plugged in and all the data and is telling you, you just have to click a button and focus on the other parts of business that are important, like finding the right properties, continuing to expand the portfolio. Yeah. Um, Cause we've seen, I won't name names here, but there are like really big 
players in this space institutionally backed, you know, with the flood of institutional money that sort of as people are looking at this asset class, where what's slowing them down is not the ability to identify properties. It's not the ability to purchase properties. They've got plenty of cash. It's furnishing them and getting them turned around and rentable. Doing that when you have like one, two, three properties a month, that's that's hard. Doing it when you're trying to launch 10, 15, 20 properties a month is if you don't have a system, it is almost impossible. And it's been one of the biggest challenges we've seen for people getting scale in our, you know, in, in the short, you know, we don't have the tenure of, of a lot of other people, but in like the year and a half we've been working with people, I'm like, man, like even these big companies don't really have a good system for this. And it like really slows them down. So yeah, we want to help. I, I totally agree. We, we talk a lot about systems on this project, on this podcast, especially when we talk about our program, Led and Zach. So hundred percent, man. What's, um, is, is Minoan, is it for all hosts? Like, does it matter if you have one or five or 10 or 15 units? No, it's for all hosts. I mean, what we're really, what we care more about is how they approach the properties and the spaces. Yeah, that's, but if you have one property, but you're like, hey, I, I want to make this, it doesn't, again, it doesn't need to be like, we're going to make this like a thousand dollars a night. But if they're like, mm. we want to be really intentional about the amenities, we want to build our brand. We're really looking for hosts who want to build a brand and not a commodity. You know, commodities mm. compete on price. Batteries are commodities. <laughs> Brands compete on quality and aesthetic. And so we're really looking for hosts who want to compete on having a really nice spot, putting thought into it. And if, if that's you and you have one property, if that's you and you have 10,000 properties, that, you know, we, we, we would love to work with you. But a lot of the people, yeah. a lot of the partners we have signed up on the host side in the last year, we've helped people get their first property up and running. And then within a year, sometimes they're coming back for two, three and four. And so a lot of times we'll work with people who have one property and, you know, they just start seeing how much it's flowing. And they're like, I can actually repeat this a few times. So we like working with the independents, but we also work with yeah. the big, the, the bigger groups are the ones that need the most help <laughs> with this stuff. And so they get yeah. a lot of value out of using our technology. Well, I'm definitely going to consider, uh, well, we, we don't, we're, we're not ordering any, any furniture right now. But we might do some renovations soon in some of our units. So, you know, we, we will definitely consider it. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. I really got an account with you. So, yeah, I'll definitely go ahead and check it out. And for the people that are listening, you can actually get a $25 credit if you sign up. And you can do this in two ways. You could either go to the show notes of this podcast, getpaidforyourpet.com. Or you could also, I created a little pretty link. You can also just go to getpaidforyourpet.com slash Minoan. So Minoan is spelled M-I-N-O-A-N. So if you go to getpaidforyourpet.com slash Minoan, then it's going to automatically redirect you to uh, Minoan's website and it's going to apply that 25%, uh, $25 towards your first order. And it's free to use, as you said. Any hosts can sign up. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listings. There's an application process. And, you know, to me, the benefit sounds like it's it's convenience, right? Of ordering everything in one place versus going mm -hmm. to all the different websites. Number two, you're getting the discounts. So you're saving money. And then number three, you could be making money on the back end too when your guests are 
when you guest purchase the units that you have or the furniture that you have. So there's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. Congratulations on, on your success with this company. I think this is a really smart idea and I'm excited to, to see what, you know, what you guys will, how you guys will develop in the space here. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of, you know, again, we're young, we're a young company. We've done a lot in the last 18 months, but there's a lot more planned ahead. And so I look forward to, yeah, looking forward to doing this again, maybe in a year where we can tell you about some of the other stuff that we're building out just to make, again, it's all about making host lives easier on the furnishing side and saving them money. And there's, there's lots of things that we'll yeah. do to get there, but yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for jumping on here. Any final thoughts to you want to share with the audience before we uh, wrap this up? I don't know. I, I feel like I've been talking. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've been talking a lot. But, but one thing I would go back to is it, it's worth hosts are entrepreneurs. And I think it's really worth familiarizing yourself with the attention economy. We're very familiar with the experiential economy. That's what pays our bills. That's how we succeed. But the attention economy is changing now in a way that is just as big as when it changed. And what's happening is the value of these digital moments is going down. There's like almost a subprime attention crisis. And the value of real life moments is going up. And I think hosts who sort of understand that and internalize that and understand how that impacts their listing and the value that they create in their listings are going to be in a really, really good position versus those who continue to play in the experiential economy, which is great, but don't think about these other changes that are happening that really impact their business. So that would just be the last thing I would say. The attention economy is changing. That's, uh, that's, that's a really interesting insight. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for, for joining. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. Go, again, ch go check out Minoan. You can get 25 bucks off if you use the, our link, getpaidforyourpad.com slash Minoan. It's M-I-N-O-A-N. And if you do sign up, do let us know, send us an email and, and let us know how you're enjoying that experience. And that's it. Good luck, Mark. I hope to have you back in the future. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Jasper. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid For Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course um, so if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.